Hello? Hello? Who's there? Oh, it's you, my friend. How nice. I'd almost forgotten, hadn't I? I'd almost forgotten what it was like to have company. I'd almost forgotten what it was like to have ever been in a magical castle. I feel like, and forgive me, I've said this before, and I'm sure that whatever this lifetime is, is done, I will say it again, but I feel like I've been stuck in a dark pit. Except while I've been here before, and it was a state of absolute nothingness, just empty, just void, just space, I think I grew to find peace in that, by the way. This time, it's a little different. There is dirt beneath me and all around me. It is cold and moist. I see some abandoned roots and creatures scurrying past. Droplets of cold water falling on the top of my head, one at a time. Plink. Blink, blink, barely any light at all, but just a little light far away, so that I can tell this is a long tunnel I'm in, not just a small pit. The light at the other end of it is a little white circle that seems to appear in one place, and then sometimes in another right beside it, and then in another place close beside, until I realize the little white circle is making a larger circle with itself, slowly. If I listen carefully, I can hear a tiny little ding, ding, every time it moves to a new location, this little circle of light. In a clockwise circle, it travels. No, sometimes it goes counterclockwise. Sometimes it stays in one place for a long time. Sometimes it moves around quite a bit but it never reaches the bottom of the circle, I've noticed. Never six o'clock, as it were. I wonder why not. 
I am not so afraid, being in this dark, empty, endless tunnel. I feel like I've been here for years. It's only been a couple of weeks by your timeline, maybe. I think it's felt like several years in mine. And I've spent all of them here. It hasn't been so awful. There have been moments that were, of course, but overall, no, it wasn't that bad. It was just life. Down in a dark pit, with critters and creatures and ghoulies and goblins coming in and out. Whispering, scurrying, muttering, slithering. Mm. These things don't scare me. I've grown used to them. Sometimes in all those years I grew so used to them that I became a little like them. Fearless and gruesome and unapologetically so. If they went to my ears in the darkness and hissed and bit and growled, I would hiss and bite and growl right back at them, and they'd retreat, perhaps, for a little bit. <laughs> and I'd snicker to myself and stretch out in the glorious, cool, comfortable darkness. <sighs> I think for a time... My fangs grew back. I think I felt two little growths on my shoulder blades begin to form. I think my nails grew so long they could pierce flesh. I've seen this before. I've been this before. I've been here before. I've lived this before. A little indent grew in the dirt beneath me after all those years. A comfortable little nook, shaped just like me, holding me. I learned to love it. It's not a difficult trick to learn to love the circumstances you've found yourself in, regardless of how frightful they are. I learned to breathe in deeply. All the smells of this place. And there was a little window where I could see the sky. And that was enough for me, too. Enough for me to not forget about beauty and peace. Even among the monstrous things down here in this dungeon. I don't think I was put here. I think I found myself here. Somewhere out there in the wideness of all these different worlds, there is a nervous little bespectacled witch trying her best. And she probably put me here for a time. Because she couldn't take care of me. <laughs> Silly thing. She doesn't realize. Or maybe she forgot. 
anyway. Drip, drip, plink, plink, on the top of my head, on my hands, my shoulders, for what seemed to be an interminable sentence. It felt nice. Out of sight and out of mind I went. I think I went out of my mind a little, because I would just watch that little circle of light at the end of the tunnel go round and round and round, back and forth. Ding, ding, ding. And I thought to myself the whole time, I should go over there. I should see what that is. I should follow the light. I should stand up and breathe and go through the tunnel until I find that light. But as I did, the dirt would shake a bit. Bats would cry out. Moths would flutter. And I'd hear that growling, that whispering. And little eyes would light up all around me. Slowly and surely, and eyes that belonged to something far worse than bats. Everything would get agitated because I was standing and moving and wanting to explore. So I would just sit back down and close my eyes and let everything fall quiet again, eventually. Which it would. Eventually. The problem with this pit is it is hard to imagine anything. Rooms, gardens, stories, characters, friends. Not friends. It's hard to imagine anything, and so everything stays dark. When you're not imagining anything, Everything stays dark, because, well, it's no secret how this castle is created. And the longer I stayed here, the more tired I grew. And eventually the dripping grew tiresome, too. Cold. Irritating. Aggravating. And the smell of the dirt became riddled with rot and mold. And the creatures and the goblins and ghouls were overwhelmingly loud. And despite how many of them there are, it became all too easy to feel all too alone. I'm not making sense. It's hard to make sense when you're in a pit like this. It's time to move on. Who said that? Get up. I'm afraid to. You have to. All right. I do. The eyes immediately open all around me. I didn't realize how many there were all around me in this tunnel, watching me. All the things that counted on me staying put. The bats scatter, 
the moths flutter. Things crawl up and down the walls of the earth while I swear I can see hands reaching out at me, through the dirt. Hands with claws just like mine. My heart is pounding in my chest. But I know I have to move forward, towards that little circle of light moving around, towards the little bell going ding, 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 to the circle of light's rhythm. My legs ache and my head hurts and my joints are stiff and my spine is crooked. But I walk forward, step by step, keeping my eyes on the light and not on the eyes all around me or the reaching hands. There you are. Good. Keep going. Who is saying that? Let's not play that tedious game. You started it, and you're finishing it, my dear. At last it seems I've found the end of the tunnel, and the circle of light. It has a number inside it. Fourteen. Then it lights up a number right beside it, and it reads twelve, oddly enough. No thirteen. It lingers there a moment. Then, as it spins, it illuminates other numbers brightly. Eleven. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five, four, three, two, and instead of one, there is a G, and the little bulb within is faded, soiled with dirt. A spider climbs across it. This is my floor. Doors open into an elevator. An elevator decked inside with a mirror. And as I look at myself in it, I am afraid of what I have become. An all-too-familiar monster I thought I'd left behind. But as I look at her, I remember how much I loved her at her most frightening once. I also remember how many more characters have found their way through and out of that one little creature in that reflection. I remember. I remember. Suddenly, another droplet falls from the top of the ceiling. And I watch in the mirror as it falls not on the top of my head, but right through me. And that reflection begins to fade, along with the smile of relief on my blood-red lips, which are fading too. The hands in the dirt walls reaching for me are fading as well. 
and that makes them reach much more desperately. The eyes around me widen as they begin to dim and fade away too. I step into the elevator. The doors close. I don't know what button to push. Yes, I do. The highest one. Above number 14, there is a large R. I suppose that stands for roof. I would like to go there. We begin to go up. It seems like it's taking forever, but I'm relieved and happy to know that I am moving. I am going up. I braved the tunnel and I got through it and I am going up. Good, good, good. The lights have gone out. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. I should have known. I wasn't meant to leave. I was supposed to stay down there. I was supposed to remain with the... A single emergency light turns itself on. It is red. And in that red light I see a figure in the elevator with me. Standing by the numbers, cloaked in black, tall, bones of the spine showing through that black silk, icy glowing eyes showing through the shadow in this dim red light. I am still fading away, and I am shaking too as I see this figure with me in this stalled elevator. It turns its head towards me. It raises a hand up, a pale and bony hand with very, very long fingers and fingernails. But held within it is a red rose. forgot. I remember. And so my beloved takes me in his great arms, and the smell of roses fills my fading nose, and I disappear away into that embrace, weeping all the while for the sorrow of my forgetting and for the joy of my remembering. By the time the lights come back on, and the elevator is going up and up and up again, I have faded away entirely. I cannot see my reflection. But I smile anyway, knowing that I am indeed still there. And so is he. Finally.
Hello, my friends, and thank you so much for listening to episode 238 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is Kristen Zaza, host, writer, performer, composer, podcaster, etc. I know it's been a little bit on and off with episode release dates lately. I just got through a pretty stressful move, and I'm settling in now and hoping to get life back on track. That includes releasing the show and the quick moment meditations regularly once again. So thank you so much for your patience, my friends. I'd like to send a thank you out to a new patron who pledged a monthly amount in support of the show on Patreon. Big thanks to Alex Shimoda. I really appreciate it, and thanks, of course, to everyone who supports on Patreon, where every supporter of $1 US a month gets access to my complete soundtrack, and every supporter of $5 US or more gets that, a monthly tarot reading video every full moon, and a bonus quick moment meditation every Thursday. At least it's going to be every Thursday, starting again now. <laughs> Thank you again for your patience. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. The meditations are also available through a subscription to the Sonar Plus channel on Apple Podcasts. That's for $3.99 a month. You can find that by visiting my iTunes page or the Sonar Network on iTunes. If you'd like to support one time only with no perks, you can purchase a metaphorical coffee for me at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight, or buy a t-shirt or hoodie at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. I would also love if you left a rating and a review on iTunes, Facebook, Podchaser, wherever else you like to rate and review podcasts. You can find me on social media on Twitter at a dark cold night, Instagram at dark cold night podcast, Facebook and YouTube at on a dark cold night, or on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. Thank you so much for listening, my friend. Little reminder, if only to myself, that it is a worthwhile thing to give yourself enough time and grace to sit in the darkness we think we're stuck in and feel all the feelings that come with that darkness. There is a part of us, of course, that is only human. But there is also a part of us that is so much more. And I think it's that part that can help us move back into the light. Lots of light to you. Sweet dream. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.